I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch. It's been a long time, but we are back. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. It is May 12th. What's up, my friend? Not much, John. It's good to hear your voice. It's great to hear your voice. It's been a long time. It has been. I think a month and four days, maybe. Really? So we we topped the month? I wasn't sure. I think. I thought that's what I saw, but my Spotify wasn't working well when I was looking at my phone earlier today. Well, this last month has been really fucking awful for me, so hopefully we are past that and we can get back on track. It's been brutal, so... Appreciate everyone for being patient. And I actually appreciate the people who kept asking for podcast episodes too, because that means you like us and want to hear us. So I appreciate you guys as well. Felt good to be missed. It did. My best friend Luke, he was missing you. He was asking me when we were going to do another podcast a couple weeks ago. Well, shout out to your best friend named Luke. I appreciate him. But it is, it is good to be back. It's good to be back. Hopefully the uh, the audio quality is good here. My microphone had been fucking up but it says it's working so but it keeps making a dinging noise so who who really knows so apologies if our first time back sounds like shit so uh deal with it i'll get it fixed eventually so since we have not spoken at least in knoxville we have uh, missed a whole renaissance of tennessee recruiting yeah yeah how about that happened pretty much overnight i mean i know that i have been made fun of on the discord for the post that i made and rightfully so, where I said about three weeks ago that, you know, they still couldn't recruit in-state and they weren't going to get Junior Colson and Hudson. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think that was the comment. Was that the comment? I said they can't really recruit. Yeah, okay, I was going to say not in-state. There was no in-state caveat. It was simply these guys, it looks like these guys can't recruit early in the process. Yeah, I mean, it was a fair... A fair comment, I thought, considering they were getting worked by Michigan over over on Junior Colson and I guess Ohio State on Hudson Wolf. But it seems like they're lead for both of those guys, and we have gotten like 12, I don't even know how many commits it's been. Tennessee all of a sudden started, you know, running out blue chip recruits. Yeah. Like literally a day and a half after you had talked shit about it on the Discord. Yeah. They must have heard you talking shit, and they told you, Seth, to eat shit. Well, I'm glad. Well, yeah, obviously. We we don't want to be right about it. You didn't want to be right that Tennessee couldn't recruit. No, I You didn't. just happened to be spectacularly wrong really quickly. Yeah, I did. Like, really, really quickly. Like, as soon as you said it, all of a sudden, you looked like an idiot. Yeah. That's tough to see. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really know how it all happened. I don't think anybody expected um, Wilcoxon and, and Lewis to commit. I think people knew we led for Julian Nixon, and people you know, knew we were right there at the top for Dylan Brooks. But Wilcoxon committing out of nowhere um, seemed to kind of springboard everything else. You know, I really think the Juco running back is really good, too. Yeah, no one even really cared about him. Nobody even cared about him, which says a lot. Um, cause I think he's really good and that was just kind of lost in everything that we completely just cucked South Carolina's entire recruiting strategy at running back by getting this 
junior college running back that they might have even placed in junior college. I have read multiple places they actually placed him in junior college. That's what I read as well, that um, they were the ones that sent him to Hutchinson, and then Tennessee comes out and says, you know what, how about you come here? And I liked his quote where he's like, yeah, I looked at Tennessee, man, they've had a lot of good running backs, so I'm going to go there instead. Yeah, and then, like, I don't think really anybody cared about Julian Nixon either. I mean, it's a four-star wide receiver. You know, I mean, it, there's been so many that uh, Deshaun Rucker's another one. They got him over Clemson, right? I mean, that was kind of, you know, lost amid everything else because we got, you know, Cody Brown, a top 100 player in the same day. And because he just had three stars. Yeah. So. Never mind the fact you beat Clemson and Clemson won him. You just looked at the star like, eh, we don't really care about this guy. We got We got more important guys. It's been a really good run. It's been a really good run. Tennessee has started finally, you know, getting the blue chippers at on the defensive line. You know what I mean? Like we've been waiting for that. And it turns out when you don't have a negative guy recruiting for you, when I seen when I say negative, I just mean somebody who's given you absolutely nothing in recruiting, like Tracy Rocker, it turns out Tennessee can still go out and get some big time defensive linemen. Yeah, I saw that uh Ingram Dawkins, the number one player in South Carolina, he he was going to commit this weekend, and it seems like it's down to Tennessee or Georgia. His his he's the number one player in South Carolina. His lead recruiter is Tracy Rocker, and it's just like, man, I'm glad we don't have that dead weight anymore. You know, it, it's it's nice not to have that dead weight. It looks like it's going to be a top five class. Yeah, and look, I. I, I... I've gone back and forth, or I haven't gone back and forth, but I have gotten a little, I get a little annoyed, or at least I, I just kind of roll my eyes and, you know, our, bragging about having the number two class right now, I feel like is kind of missing the point. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Having the number two class doesn't really matter right now because, I mean, there's some dead weight on there. There's some numbers that are just in our favor. We have a lot more commitments than some of these schools. So, like, I'm not with the bragging about being number two right now. But I will say, like, you have to celebrate and take notice of the last two weeks, right? Like, you've gotten, what, eight, nine, ten blue chip recruits. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like, all the dead weight is guys that we haven't gotten in the last two weeks, right? Right, 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 right. So, the last two weeks, it's almost like if they had just only taken the guys they've gotten in the last two or three weeks... And, I mean, there's other good players, like Rock Taylor at tight end. I like him. He was committed before all this started. Then, you know, none of that would be able to be said because the last two weeks has been guys that you have everyone been Everyone wanted. Yeah, everyone wanted. And, you know, I mean, yeah, bagging about number two is dumb right now because I think everyone would – Clemson has more four stars than Tennessee committed, and they have the number three class. You know, I mean, I think most people would trade our class for Clemson's. but. You know, so it's a little dumb. But I think that when you factor in who we lead for, um, you do think you do feel good that Tennessee is going to get a top five class. Oh yeah, for sure. Like don't don't mistake what I'm saying to say that like we're not recruiting well because we're kicking ass. Like yeah, and, and and you're getting the blue chippers, and that's what I care about. You're getting blue chippers at positions of need. That's awesome. And like you keep talking about leading for some other good players. Like we'll see how that shakes out. It looks like Tennessee is going to get a couple more good players. So, like, it'll all work itself out, but the screenshots of Tennessee being, like, the number two recruiting class, that just kind of... It's cringy. Annoys me a little bit, just because, like, we, we got we got work to do. We got work to do. The last thing that I think, really, is that I, Tennessee's class isn't going to be top five because they signed more players than everybody else. It's going to be top five because they have that many good players. They can only sign 25. You know, it's not like we're going to sign 29 guys, and so we're going to have that much extra points that many extra points more than anybody else that doesn't sign a full class Tennessee's not going to be able to to sign a ton of people and it's going to be a top five class because they have that many good players it's going to be truly a class that can go pound for pound with maybe not Ohio State because their class is just stupid and I imagine Clemson's will get there but it's going to be like a, a you know a top five top six class in the nation because of who they have not because of quality not quantity yeah, I talked about it a little bit today on Talk Sports, airing every day from 12 to 3 on Fan Run Radio. But it's amazing to me what Ohio State's doing. Like, they didn't miss a beat without Urban Meyer. They just No, have... they're on a different level. It feels like Ohio State and Clemson are on a different level than anyone else. 
And I feel like if I was a d- defensive player, I would go to Ohio State. Like, they're going to get you in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was going through um, both both Clemson and Ohio State, Ohio State's class. And for some reason, I ended up looking at last year's Clemson's class because th- they don't have a ton of players in this class committed yet. They only have 10 guys committed, whereas Ohio State has 18. But last year, Clemson signed the number one, the number seven, the number 10, the number 26, and the number 33 player in the nation. Four of those are on defense in the front seven. They signed the number one overall player was a defensive tackle. The number seven overall player was a defensive end. They got them both. Like their their class last year was truly, I mean, it was stupid. Like they basically, Clemson, oh, they also got the number 20 player in the nation too. Uh, they basically only offer the people that they sign. It's insane what Dabo is doing. That's why it was so good to get the guy that we beat them for. Yeah, exactly. They only offer like 30 guys a year. And Tennessee's been able to beat them twice now between that and Crouch. So, you know, th- their recruiting is, is is unreal. This year, Ohio State's is better than everybody's up. Everybody else's in their class right now is like just, I mean, it's dumb how many good players they have. I saw they had two of the top 15 players in the country and they're both defensive ends. Like they got, they've just got two monster five stars coming in at the defensive end where where they've been a factory over the last, you know, seven years of just pumping out monsters. And it's good for Tennessee. I think that Ohio State and Clemson are on another level than everybody else because yeah, we go up against Clemson a lot in recruiting, but you know, like some of these five-star guys that could go anywhere in the nation that they want, well, they're going to Ohio State instead of Alabama's defensive line. You know, this one of these defensive ends I'm looking right now that you're talking about, one of them is from Florida. The other one is from, they have an offensive lineman from Houston, Texas. That's a five-star. You know, these are guys that aren't from Ohio. There's guys that are in SEC country, more or less, and they're not going to the SEC. So it's a good thing, I think, for Tennessee that those guys... It's not like we would go get those guys necessarily. No, that's not what I'm saying. Like, no, I'm saying, yeah, no, I, I'm, it's much more likely they would go to our opponents. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like this this defensive end from Florida. Well, you know, yeah, he's not coming to Tennessee, but he's not going to Florida or Alabama. You know, I mean, I think it helps us that it's not Alabama anymore that's on such a, a level, un, you know, unopposed. Not to say that Alabama's not really awesome still, but you know what I mean. So I mean, like the number two, def- the number one defensive end in the nation last year was from Georgia. He went to Clemson. He didn't go to Georgia. I mean, it sucks that he doesn't come to Tennessee, but at least he's not going to Georgia. I had seen some people say, you know, they had basically stole our program, but you make it seem like it's a good thing. Well, I think that like it does suck in the state of North Carolina. For instance, I think it makes things unequivocally harder in the state of North Carolina and Georgia. But, you know, I would rather those guys go to go to Clemson than Georgia. I mean, I'm not a big lover of Clemson. I think Ohio State being better is is better than Clemson being, you know, elite. Clemson going into Florida and getting five stars, that doesn't upset me, you know, unless they chose Clemson over Tennessee in their final two. Like, it keeps them from going to Gainesville. It sucks. I mean, it, it really sucked, and the feelings were there whenever they uh, cucked us for three guys, you know what I mean, with Trevor yeah, Lawrence and, that sucked and, bad. and Higgins and Amari Rogers. But that hasn't happened since then, you know what I mean? Like and that, 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 that wouldn't have happened if Pruitt had been here. Right, which is also kind of maddening, but either way. You know, like, I, I truly believe that. Like, Cade Mays would have never played at Georgia if Jeremy Pruitt had been the head coach, like, more than one month before he enrolled at Georgia, you know, like these are things that if Tennessee just had somebody competent, then Trevor Lawrence would be playing for UT. So would T Higgins. But, you know, oh, well, the good news is, is that we appear to have a really good recruiting staff. Well, someone tweeted out from, I think it was 247. We, uh, we have three of, we have three of uh, the eight National Recruiters of the Year since they started giving out the award, right? Wasn't that the stat? Niedermeyer, Pruitt, Martin, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's so like the staff, the staff fucks on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you didn't hear much 
You, well, you really didn't hear much from Derek Ansley that first year. Then all of a sudden, he's just been a madman the last the last couple weeks. And maybe it's because it's easier for the defensive coordinator to recruit when the, his position coaches aren't dead weight. Like, moving your best recruiter to linebacker coach was a very smart thing. Especially this year whenever, you know, Tennessee is getting these big-time linebackers, right? Like, I mean, there's not very many big-time tight ends that you want, right? Like, that's not that important in college football. And if there ever was a year where it's okay for your, you know, it's this year because the top tight end is in state. So you don't have to go and get him. He grew up a UT fan. So just, you don't have to have Niedermeyer on him. And Niedermeyer kind of lost his magic last year chasing around tight ends. Yeah, I feel like last year Niedermeyer truly had to do everything. And it was like he just didn't have – there was just nobody else. I there mean, were just it, two monster tight ends, and he tried, but he couldn't close it. And then, yeah, like he was just kind of left trying to do everything without getting much accomplished. Like, And now he's back to being the, the ace recruiter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that probably helps Ansley that he has good recruiters underneath him now. I mean, moving your best recruiter to linebacker has really, really, really paid off because you have gotten two guys that I think will be five stars, and then you also have Willis, who's a top 100 player in the nation. We're talking three blue-chip linebackers in the past. And you still are looking and trying to get the the other stud from Georgia, right? Mundone, how do you say his name? Smell? Yeah. Well, you're also going to get Junior Colson, who is a top 100 player on Rivals. I think you're oh. going to get him. Are people thinking that? Uh, so he's. he's it seemed not, like uh, it. It seemed like okay. it. It kind of, you know, as Austin Price said, that if he commits in May like he's supposed to, then it will be to Tennessee, he thinks. If he doesn't commit in May, then he's trying to convince his family to let him come to UT. Okay. So we'll see. Even if you don't, you know, kind of. It does. Colson. I would love to get him, and he does matter, but in a way it doesn't matter now because you got all these other linebackers that are so good. So. I want to give a shout-out to big Joe Osave as well. Yeah, how about him, man? Going in and getting two, uh, two big four-stars from Maryland. Absolutely just grinding. Whenever he first uh, got hired here and he sent out that – um announcement of coming and it was just riddled with typos and he seemed very dumb yeah many people might have given up on him but not us not us we never gave up on the guy who really invented the uh the rpo you know joe husseve and his rpos i mean he took him to another level always have said he is a brilliant mind and now look at him yeah i mean there's something to be said for a guy finally getting his chance i love it and just absolutely grinding that's kind of what our staff is. I mean, Pruitt at head coach and, and, and Joe Osave. These guys getting a chance. Niedemeyer getting a chance. I think that one of the two guys from Maryland that committed that are both, you know, they're both so highly rated. One of them's never even visited. <laughs> <laughs> and he could have gone to Alabama or LSU. He's never even visited Tennessee. Some will say Tennessee is cheating. And I will say I hope that that is true. To that we say to that we say good. I just hope they don't get caught. I mean everybody's cheating. Oh, I'm sure. I mean I mean I fully buy into the idea that we are also kicking ass in terms of being ahead of the player likeness. Yeah. I I, I buy into that as I buy into that fully, like when you just Look at what Moose tweeted for about a month straight leading up to this wave of recruits. Like, Tennessee did a good job of starting to promote their players. You know, you had the highlights, highlighting individual players versus the team. And you also had, you know, that podcast that mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, I, I guess competition to us. I don't know. But, like, you started putting uh, players on there, giving them a voice. That's going to come in handy when you have that combined with a fan base that's very online like we are you are going to be able to convince these prospects that they'll be able to get some endorsement deals you know whenever this likeness stuff officially passes i i I do buy that theory uh fully yeah and it does it isn't it crazy because i think that's true too because there's just been so much i've seen it from several places people talking about it 
So I'm going to assume it's true, too. I buy it. And I would just say that it is very refreshing for UT to be on the cutting edge of something for once. It doesn't happen often. But UT, like, not only did they not screw up here, they actually were before everyone else. And that is very nice. I feel like everyone is pretty confident with the people in charge right now, right? Is this the best you've felt about the program in a long time? Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- the recruiting, I told this to a friend the other night, the recruiting doesn't feel quite as good as it did with Kiffin. But you also don't have that like crippling fear that he is going to do something just absolutely retarded either. You know, it's two, like... It's 2020. He's not going to like, you know get caught cheating or you know get caught you know just theoretically get caught like in a wrecked car with another girl that's not his wife because he was drunk driving hypothetically hypothetically you know that kind of thing isn't going to happen i do have a little concerns of pruitt getting drunk and beating somebody's ass though but not his wife no, 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 not his wife. I wasn't, no, yeah, just. So, like, what, other than somebody that. Somebody like, at Gus's, some drunk fine. people coming up to him, like, eh, the gas station after a game, like, although if he survived after the Georgia State BYU loss without any rumors like that, then we should be good to go. That's what's crazy to me is the 180. Like, I mean, this guy seemed dead in the water after those two games. You know, and he never really seemed like, I was going to say, like, he has a lot of confidence in himself. And just, he's a self, he seems very assured because it wasn't like, you know, a lot changed after those two games. Like, he just kind of kept saying, look, we just got to keep doing the things that we got to do, blah, 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 whatever. The standard coach speak, whatever. I kind of disagree there. I kind of disagree there. I think he went back to being more of himself because I still remember him looking like he got a lobotomy on the yeah, sidelines. Yeah, on the, si- on the, the sidelines, on the sidelines, he was, but that's not really what I mean. I mean, in terms of just like, like, it wasn't like they totally changed like their philosophy in terms of X's and O's or whatever. Like they just kind of keep doing the same things. Like, yeah, he started yelling again. Like he made, I think that's important. I I think the yelling thing was important. I thought his demeanor against the Georgia, against Georgia state was awful. Like that was a part of the reason I was so mad. He just stood over there. Like he didn't give a damn. Like people thought he was like on, like on drugs. Like they're like, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. They had obviously told him to neuter himself. Right. I think that definitely came from the top. I don't know if it came from Fulmer or what, but he was definitely trying to be more uh, CEO type on the sideline, and that shit wasn't working. And then he got back to grabbing people by the face mask, and we won six straight games. And now we have a uh, legit recruiting class. Nobody ever talked about him making Schamberger cry during like the Missouri game or whatever. I like I was. Now I'm not hating on him. I just thought that whole stretch was insane when he just he absolutely. <laughs> bore Schamberger's asshole out. Don't forget what he did to Garantano. Uh, oh, I have it. Who could? Who could? <laughs> Who could? He absolutely uh, bore Schamberger's asshole out to another dimension. He had people so mad across the country that he I was know. an abusive coach. People were so mad about that. And it's like, man, like, what Garantano just did, if that doesn't deserve a face mask grab, then nothing does. We've we've come a long way. Yeah. I want I want Pruitt to be good here so bad, and I have I have confidence he's going to be. Because I, I hope he, uh, you know, he's fully embraced who he is. I still get fired up every time I see G Man post the picture the the gif of him playing paintball because it's so perfect. We just have a uh, redneck coach that, you know, you said his confidence get, didn't get shook, and I will say it's probably because, like, he is kind of a, a self-made guy who has, you know, grinded his way to the top. Yeah, yeah, he is who he is. Like, he, I th- and I agree 100%, like, nobody got him to where he was, right? 15 years ago, he was a PE coach in Northeast Alabama. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever read the story about him getting hired at Alabama. I have not. It was a courtesy interview because Pruitt was at Hoover, and they had already decided on the other guy to hire. 
And I believe that the guy that was helping Saban with it didn't even want Pruitt to come in because he was like, Nick, you've already made up your mind on who you're hiring. Why even bring another guy in? And Nick was like, no, let's just bring him in. We're going to hire the other guy. It's just courtesy, whatever. They talked for like four hours about football. And like on the drive back, Saban was like, do you want the job? And Jeremy was like, yes. You know, and then he was what, pl- director of player personnel? And next thing you know, he's winning championships as a defense coordinator. Like, he's done it himself on his own. So, I do 100% agree with you. Like, that's why he's more confident. Last little recruiting talk uh, Tennessee got another top 100 quarterback in Caden Salter. Him versus Harrison Bailey. Any thoughts there? I feel like everyone kind of turned on Harrison Bailey pretty quickly when we got a new toy. Oh, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't. Have they? Have people just been like, oh, we're all about Salter now? I mean, I don't know. I kind of was. When I say people, I kind of just mean me. I was like, hey, we got Patrick Mahomes now. But I do think I do think that between the two of them, we do have an answer at quarterback. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, the only thought I have is that the best way to win is just to stack as much talent as possible. So keep getting blue chip quarterbacks and... 70% of those guys transfer anyway, so you got to just keep bringing them in. Yeah, take a quarterback every year and keep stacking blue chip quarterbacks, and eventually you will strike gold. That's the only thing. The cream should rise to the top, and you should be able to find a stud. Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, no thoughts about either. I've not, I don't, I mean, Salter can run, I know. I don't usually watch high school. I, don't, I usually don't. I don't watch any of these highlight films or whatever. But I clicked on his, and I was very impressed at how he threw the ball. And just like, like I said, it, it reminds you of Patrick Mahomes, just how easy, how effortlessly he flicked the ball with his wrist, like fifty yards down the field. And there's one where he's like rolling to the right and throws a dime sixty yards down the field on the run. And like, you know, comparing him to Patrick Mahomes is stupid. I get that, but I'm just saying, like, that's the. The evolution of the quarterback position, right? Like, when I say Patrick Mahomes, I don't mean that he'll be a Super Bowl MVP, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he's he's more of what these the quarterback's evolving to, I think, in the NFL. Like, when you look and you you see that all the top quarterbacks last year were athletic and could throw on the run and things like that. So that got me really excited for him because it just looked so effortlessly as he uh, – it looked so effortless as he threw the ball down the field. Well, good. I think that one thing – my – General overall thought is that Tennessee football, I think that the first, well, the first goal for Jeremy Pruitt was, I think, being better than South Carolina, Kentucky, and Missouri. Like, be better than those three. Make those three games wins. And he's never lost to Kentucky, and last year he swept all three, and the gap between us and them is only growing every day, pretty much. We're going to be better than all three again this year. So that's been done. The second goal, I think, to me, is to catch up to Florida and Auburn. Like, don't worry about Georgia and Alabama as much yet. Catch up to Florida and Auburn. Those are both top ten programs. Catch up to them. And then when you've caught up to them, you're just about there to Georgia and Alabama. You know, I mean, Auburn beats both of those teams. And Tennessee keeps beating Auburn on the recruiting trail. Eat shit, Jay Hardy. Tennessee continually beats Auburn on the recruiting trail these last couple weeks. You know, hopefully Jay Hardy was the last one that, that you know, we're going to get screwed over. I mean, there's still a long way to go with Dylan Brooks. He, he grew up an Auburn fan, you know, whatever. But once you can catch up to those two teams, I think, then you can worry about Georgia and Alabama. And plus, I never really am scared of Georgia. Like, I always think Tennessee's got a chance to beat Georgia at home. Uh, well, the last two times that has not been the case. Uh, you know, well, you know what I mean, though. Like, it's never like a Florida game. Like, I would never bet on Tennessee, but it's not like. We are beating Florida's ass this year. Just go ahead and mark it down, Seth. I told not... you last year we're going to beat Alabama, that Alabama was in play. Just go ahead and mark it down. I'm tired of you being a little cuck beta boy about it. We, I just uh, hope we get to go. Times are different. Times are different now, okay? No, I agree. Times are different. We got a staff full of football coaches now. Everything has been different since that Florida game last year. We got players who aren't afraid anymore. I booked my flight to, uh, I've booked two flights to Norman, Oklahoma, actually, or to Oklahoma City. 
But I redid it because today I found one for half the price through Delta. So I, I did that and canceled the other one. So now I just have $450 worth of credit to fly somewhere else. So maybe where's the where's the, the, the first playoff game at this year? Where's that at? Um, I have no idea. Well, it would be nice if we could fly there. be nice if we could play there. I'm going to Oklahoma. Are you going to be there? Yes. I assume you haven't procured your tickets to Oklahoma. I have not, no. I have not, no, because they kind of screwed us over. They kind of screwed um, donors over. There's apparently is like a unwritten rule on X number of tickets that you give the away team. And in those tickets are included band and family. And Oklahoma decided not to give that number. They gave considerably less. And so in the less amount of tickets that they gave is included the band and the family. So we are assuming that we're going to have to do third party. I will just go on the record and say that you and I both bring more to the table on the road than the band. Just uh, Does Tennessee even take a band on the road? I don't know. Not that I, not that, not that stands out to me. I mean, I guess they do. Yeah, they do. Okay. A small band. Like they don't take the full thing, but they take a, a small traveling thing. I would like to know how many tickets um, family No disrespect is. to the band either. No disrespect. Just m- more respect due to me and Seth, in my opinion. So they, they t- Falcon says they take a full game. I thought they just took a, like a pet band to some SEC games. Well, I mean, Oklahoma's not an SEC game, so. Yeah, that's why I was curious. Okay, band all games, he says. Okay. I wouldn't imagine they take a full band to Oklahoma. Okay. So, I'm excited for it. What do we think? Do we think there's going to be a football season? Yeah, there's going to be a football season, but I really don't know if we'll be in attendance for the Oklahoma game. Yeah, so, man, I think California is going to, is going to ruin it for everybody, right? I mean, they canceled all school in, in the state university system today for the fall. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Alabama has been talking to TCU. I did see that. I'm poor TCU. Why are they doing that? Can they not Because they, some... they were scheduled to play Cal. I guess they're just like, hey, this could be another big marquee game. I don't know. If yeah, I'm them, mar- though, I'm like, no, no thanks. I'm good. A marquee game where you get decapitated? Not if Zach Evans goes off. Does anybody think that USC, that, like, this happens if USC, I mean, USC's a private school, though, so I don't know. Never mind. Um, Yeah, they, yeah. The, the, the California State University system has... Decided that school this fall will be online. Okay. The game's in Dallas, Techball says. That makes sense. Okay. Well, which, which, which we've already said that the Pac-12 can go to hell. We'll, we'll do what we want to do in the SEC. So here's if they cancel football in the Pac-12 this fall. All those players. All those players. The NCAA has to let them transfer. Surely they're not going to do that. Just think about that, man. But again, I don't know if we'll get to go to the games. I, I still don't know that. Like, I'm I'm still a little cautious that, you know, I, I, like I said, I've got that flight booked to Norman and to Denver for opening weekend for the Titans on Monday Night Football and the Oklahoma game. And I'm probably only like 50% confident that I'll get to go see either game. Either game. I'm afraid some school is going to be gay and ruin it for us all. What do you mean? Just like refuse to play. It's like James Franklin said last week. I don't understand. You know, James Franklin said, if there's one school in a conference that doesn't want to play, I don't see why that should keep the other 11 from playing. Yeah. Won't that be the case? Won't they just say fine? Fuck you. We're going to keep playing. I thought that the reason people were talking about this was because under the current rules, if one team in a conference said they didn't want to play, then it was shut down. I don't think we're going to let Vanderbilt keep us from playing football. Oh, I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, I 100% agree. All right, let's get to some patron questions right quick. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. We appreciate you guys and gals. Appreciate you a lot. I particularly appreciate all the patrons who have, you know, bonded together to uh, help me out during a really tough time with uh, my pops. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch if you are down with the movement. we got some new patrons to shout out, starting with $5 patron Thomas Davis. 
Shout out to Thomas Davis. Thank you, buddy. We love you and appreciate you. Poor Thomas made that donation on April 10th. He signed up April 10th and has been waiting over a month for his shout out. So, Thomas, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. And sorry for the wait. Yeah, thank you for everyone who who kept donating. Andrew Cash upped his pledge from $5 to $10. Shout out to Andrew. We love you. Jonas Golson went from $5 to $10. Shout out to Jonas. We love you. That's a good man right there. Jacob Mallard went from 10 to 15. <laughs> Shout out to Jacob. We love you and appreciate you. I think Jacob was worried that I was like struggling, like couldn't pay my bills and stuff. So he tried to dump, chip in an extra $5. We love Jacob. He's a good man. Chris Foster Palmer edited his pledge from 5 to $10. Shout out to Chris Foster Palmer. We love you and appreciate you. Chase Smith upped his from $5 to 15 as well. Shout out to Chase. We love you and appreciate you. All those happened weeks ago, or, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. We appreciate you. Sorry for the wait, but uh, yesterday, or I guess Thursday, Seth, we got a new $2 patron, Austin Burlich. Shout out to Austin. We love you and appreciate you. Felt good to have to read all those off. Like I said, I love and I appreciate you all, and especially uh, those who have reached out and donated to uh, certain causes. It's been a rough couple weeks, and I will never forget it. I love you guys. Let's get to some questions. Techval says, what year, what 365-day period would you like to relive? Um, Do we get to change? Do we get to change anything, or are we just reliving exactly what happens? I would assume reliving exactly what happens. Okay. Um, this is a hard question. Yeah, I mean, if we're just reliving it, 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 like, I don't know. There's no, like, year that stands out that would be much better than anything else. I mean, like, a really fun time on the internet for me professionally was, like, you know, 2016, like, basically. Mm-hmm. But if I, I would I would like the opportunity to relive it and do di- things differently, right? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not even, like, change Tennessee winning, like, none of that. Like, that all that could still happen. I would just like to make a couple different uh, choices. But it was fun. I enjoyed that time, I guess. That that was fun. Um, I don't really have an answer. Do you? No, I don't really have an answer. I was thinking about, it would be cool to go to space. I thought I was thinking it's going to be cool to go to the moon when we did, but if I'm not going, then I don't really care. I do think it would be cool to go to the moon, though. Well, that wasn't like of imagine- your life. You weren't alive for that. Oh, was it of our life? Yeah, of your life. Oh, I missed that part, my bad. You think I could pick any time in history and I pick 2016? Well, that's why I was confused, but I wasn't going to say anything. If I could change a couple things, like, you know, I'd like to see the butterfly effect of, of doing that. But, uh, yeah, basically it's just like, what's the best year of your life? I don't know. I don't know because I choose joy every single day. That's true. I would like to, no, I was going to say I'd like to re- relive the last 365 days, but that is not the case. Um... Yeah, 2016, 2011, I don't know, something like that. Um, when I was eight. I feel like when I was eight was cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a year that's always stood out to me, 1998. The Attitude mm-hmm. Era of wrestling. That was pretty cool. No real concerns. Did you see that picture of me on the internet that I posted yeah. yesterday? You look good. You thought I looked good? Yeah. Did you get surprised to see me with so much hair? A little bit, yeah. That picture was so goofy. What did you think about my new balances? Oh, they look good. I honestly didn't realize I wore new balances that late into my life. I almost feel bad for all the times I've judged you. Don't. Some people don't understand. That's okay. But I should have understood. You should have. I should have understood. Because apparently I was still rocking my new balances in 2005. Nothing wrong with that. Jackie wants to uh, wants you to pick your fighter, Elon Musk, who is fighting for the working man by forcing him to the assembly line, or Dr. Fauci, who is fighting to keep us locked up and inside until we die. Well, Elon Musk, obviously. You like Elon Musk? I go back and forth. I don't like I Elon don't, Musk. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a. Like a deep opinion on him either way. I like him as a as a general pot stirrer. Yeah, he is definitely a pot stirrer, but uh, between. 
I, I'm not an Elon Musk guy. Now, I will say I haven't really paid attention to Fauci over the last, like, month. I haven't listened to him speak once. I've completely no, I, checked out all on COVID. No, if you're, if you're still, okay, if you're still watching the news every day, if you're still making sure you turn in to that press conference or to watch the nightly news on NBC, you are a cuck. Okay, throw off the chains. Throw off the chains of COVID-19. Quit being a coronavirus cuck. Turn off the television. I have not watched the news in over a month. Now, this doesn't mean that you can go back to being an economy cuck, but you just can't also be a corona cuck. Yeah, like, I'm blown away by the people that, like, can't update, like, the inf- like take in the information of what's going on and, like, you know, update. Like, there's been no big spike in Georgia, guys. Florida doesn't have, like, mobile you know death squads of ambulances that just are coming picking up people off the beach like not everywhere is new york city okay open us back up let us play football keep your old ass at home like not everywhere is new york city and i think it would be cool if the media would realize that but they seem a lot more worried about going after Florida's governor for having the beaches open. Hey, it hadn't been bad at Florida at all, for the record. Then they do dumbass de Blasio not shutting down the subway until, like, last week for the first time. Like, New York City has gone through this whole thing with the subway open. New York has the most deaths. They have the most cases. Not everywhere is New York City. Let us play our football. I'm not an economy cuck. I don't like economy cucks, but I'm not, I'm neither a doomsdayer. I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm not a doomsdayer. The the idea that you can keep people locked up for another three months is laughable. It's hysterical. And anybody droning on and on about how we need to stay locked up and all this nonsense, blah, 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 blah. Turn off the damn television and quit being a COVID-19 cuck. Whether or not we have to stay locked up appears to be to be determined in the next little stretch, although there's been no spike in Georgia or Florida. Say nay to doomsday. Say nay to doomsday. Let us play. Let us play. But you don't have to take enjoyment out of the fact that we have to stay locked up. And people can't go to their jobs and such. I mean, I muted the Corona Watch thread on Discord like two months ago because it was nothing but people jacking off over the fact that we were going to be locked up. I hope they weren't jacking off to it. Nobody enjoys this, guys. If you enjoy it, then all, then you are then what you're saying is you're enjoying other people being miserable. And the issue is you. The issue is not me. The issue is never me. The issue is you. Open us up. People want to go and get a drink. They want to go and get a meal at a restaurant. I went out Friday and I got a drink. Good. It wasn't very crowded. So I didn't feel like it was like that crazy, but there was eight of us from the Discord. And there were like only 11 of us at the whole bar, and we had a great time. It was a fun time. It was like a house party. Good. Y'all owned it. We were owed that. We were owed that. Then I went to the mall on Saturday. Good. I love the mall, man. Sometimes it's good to just walk around a department store. Reminds me of when I was a little kid, and my mom would take me shopping. You know, just walking around Belk. That's what my mom did. My mom took me shopping. She wanted to go shopping, so I was like, it's Mother's Day weekend. I'm going to go. She was looking for some black shoes for work. Did she find some? She did not. Not with me, but she said she found some on the way home afterwards. But you know what? You know what Miss Reed did do? She sent me a friend request on Facebook. Nice. And now we are Facebook friends as my mother and you are Facebook friends. Nice. So while the she The circle did, she, is complete. The circle she didn't shall find not be broken. Shoes. She didn't find shoes when she thought she was going to, but she did find friendship. She chose joy. She did. She chose joy. I'm over the I'm over the coronavirus. I haven't watched the news in forever. I have no idea how many people have died. 
I'm tired of the media. I think they really ought to be put in jail. I think I think a moral I think the moral high ground is political journalists go to jail. I think that is the moral thing to do. And the way they have acted through this only reinforces my opinion. I cannot imagine living in California. I cannot imagine being told I have to stay in my house for three more months. I, I cannot work from home hardly any longer. I cannot do it. I am not meant to have shackles and chains upon me. I'm not meant to be constrained. I am a human being, a grown-ass man that has no master. I cannot imagine willingly accepting the chains and shackles of another 90 days stuck at home in California. Imagine paying like $3,000 a month for rent and being told you can't even go to the grocery store to buy some Doritos. Just load the gun and put it in my mouth. So don't be a Corona cuck. Don't be a Corona cuck. There is a middle, there is a middle ground. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we were wrong for, you know, saying, hey, let's calm down at the very beginning, right? I mean, like, no, me and you absolutely were on the same not. page. No, like, absolutely not. I when all this happened, problem. we were like, hey, let's slow down, guys. Let's take some time. We don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. Let's take this serious. But then we found out, you know what? It's okay. We're not going to get overran. The curve was flattened. The hospitals are fine. And I still get all the respect in the world for our brothers and sisters who are working in the hospitals. Love them so much. Oh, okay, okay. Let's hold. Let's, let's, let's calm down. Let's calm down. Nurses are a little much. They're taking... Listen. I'm talking about my brothers and sisters, the nurses I know. I'm not diminishing what they do. I don't know about other nurses. The ones I know, I haven't seen them posting anything on social media. I haven't seen them asking to be, you know, given purple hearts. I'm just saying the people I know are working really hard still, and I'm not diminishing that. I'm not. That's all I was saying, Seth. I agree with you. I agree with you. The nurses that, that you know, are on the Discord, we love and appreciate. I got other nurses I know in real life. And, and they're working hard, too. They, they are. My thing is that I don't think either one of us were wrong. I think we took the correct position, but we typically do. We are very smart. My issue is the people that cannot take in information as time goes on and update their priors, right? Like, if you're not evolving, if you're not thinking, if you're not thinking every day, then you're a cuck. If you're not thinking, can something be improved upon? We have new information. Do we really need to stay in a full throttle lockdown? Probably not. This is not New York City. So are we on the are we on the uh the side of like let's have full fans in the uh the stadium? I don't know. I think that I don't really see a reason why. Neyland Stadium cannot be full this fall. There were, you know, there were tumbleweeds in Knoxville hospitals during all this, right? Nurses were getting laid off. Correct. Because nobody was doing elective surgeries. Like, it hasn't been bad in Knoxville at all. I really don't see a reason why there cannot be people in Knoxville, people in Neyland Stadium this fall. You know, I, I, I really, I honestly don't. I mean... But, you know, I'm just one man. You know, I'm just one man. There's a lot of cucks out there. There's a lot of people that like to be constrained by shackles and chains. Not us. Anything else? No. That's it. I love you. And I really do love you, John. I love you a lot. You're my brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming to the funeral. For the people that didn't know, my father passed away. It's been a really shitty week or a really shitty month, as I've said. Like, also, long-term relationship ended. It, that's tough, you know. So I was, that's that's the initial reason the podcast went on hiatus was me like moving all my shit and like finding new places to live and figuring shit out. But uh, then, right on top of that, yeah, my dad, who has been sick for the last. Uh, six, seven months, a year, where I don't, I've lost count. Uh, it's a kind of an unexpected term for the worst and past. So it's been a really shitty month and I appreciate you. And like I said, everyone else who has really lifted me up and it means a lot. It's been really tough to lose, you know, two of the people, two of the three closest people in your life, especially for the last decade. So I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone else. 
and we'll get through it together. And hopefully we get to uh, all hug and embrace. Hopefully there'll be a lot of us in Norman, Oklahoma. I know a lot of people are planning on Sooner Gate, so I'll try to get us to tailgate or at least somewhere uh, before the game to party and hang out together. Hopefully we get to do that. And then, yeah, for the big Florida game, we will uh, really get together and, and will this team to victory. Will this team to greatness? Will this program to greatness? Will this city to greatness? And I can't wait. I love you all. Goodbye, buddy. Talk to you soon. I got 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 holes in the hotel tower, 24 bitches on the guest list, yeah, 24 carrots on my necklace, yeah, 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 holes in the hotel tower, 24 bitches on the guest list, yeah, 24 carrots on my necklace, yeah, ballin' like I'm Kobe. Jersey. I stay with the homies, they pop out if you heard me. I'm my couple rolly for all the hoes who curb me. When I pull up swerving, that's the Lamborghini Mercy. I might do the dash, going fast in the coop. I've been getting cash on my rags, looking blue. Chains going splash when I smash in the pool. Yeah, I don't take no nap, I've been stacking two to two. I'm mixing with the cup, she just put something in my water. Three shots ain't enough, my shorty pour me up stronger. We just got the Addy and she on one too. We pull up with baddies to the hotel room. I got 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 hoes in the hotel tower. 24 bitches on the guest list, yeah. 24 carrots on my necklace, yeah. 24.